Welcome to the Currently Cringing Podcast. I'm your host, Anisha Ramakrishna. I'm a TV personality and entrepreneur. Join me as I spill the chai on my cringeworthy life experiences with a side of dating, pop culture, and lots of laughs. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. From Dear Media and Rom-Com Pods comes a scripted podcast so outrageously inappropriate, we can't believe they let us put it on the air. Meet my best friend, Allie. Like, gross, close best. Hello? Wait, are you peeing? Everyone loves a messy bitch. And Allie's life was about to get a whole lot messier. Maybe 2022 is going to be my year. Yeah, 2022 is definitely not going to be her year. Allie's going to bone, marry, and bury three different people. Get it? Bone, marry, bury? Like, fuck, marry, kill? I just wanted to say that, but it didn't clear legal. Ready to play? Introducing Bone, Mary, Barry, starring Sarah Hyland, Harvey Guillen, and Tommy Martinez. Make sure to follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening to this. Bone, Mary, Barry is brought to you by Sakara, Modern Fertility, Blue Land, and Roderm. I'm Anisha Ramakrishna, and I'm an Indian entrepreneur and TV personality with big dick energy. I recently left my successful career and my long-term relationship to pursue my own fashion business. I'm single in my mid-30s, and I live with my parents. I'm currently cringing, and I know you are too. Hey guys, welcome to Currently Cringing. As promised, we were going to have some amazing guests this year, and I'd say you're my first real celebrity guest this year and what a way to you know start the first month of the year with Nadia and I hate to say like Nadia from Indian Matchmaking the Netflix hit show but I'm sure you get that all the time but for those of you listening who don't know Nadia is actually also my friend we've connected welcome thank you thank you for having me and also I'm not a celebrity at all. I'm just a normal person who's trying to find love with the camera following me. I love that. <laughs> and we've all 
been there. Cough, cough. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say we all saw Indian matchmaking and all of that's great. And we talk about dating all the time on this podcast and me and you have talked about it extensively. But today I want to talk about wedding planning and the listeners will be like, oh my God, is Anisha planning a wedding? No, I'm not. It's just me and Nadia had a heart to heart about conversations outside of dating, which actually do happen. We Our lives don't revolve around dating. And no. you're actually a career driven woman. Yeah. And you have a day job, but you're also a wedding planner, which we shot, we saw on the show. But yeah. how, how did you get into wedding planning? So it's funny because I like maybe oof, I want to say more than like 10 years ago, my cousin got married in Fort Lauderdale and I was going around. None of her bridesmaids were doing anything. And I was helping her like get dressed, do all this stuff. And at the time I told the guy I was dating, I was like, I think I want to do wedding thing, but I don't know how to get started. And he was like, oh, just call a few people and ask them if you could like, you know, like shadow them and stuff like that. I was like, eh, that sounds weird. So I didn't, <laughs> I didn't do anything. And uh, I continued my, my regular day job. Um, probably a few years later, a friend of mine started doing, I started an event planning company. And so I started working with them. And a few years ago, they said that they weren't going to take on clients anymore. And I started feeling like really passionate about it. And I was like, wait, like this can actually be something really great. Like there's not a lot of, at the time, there weren't a lot of South Asian planners in the tri-state area. And so I was like, you know, I was finishing business school and wasn't finding a job. And I was like, I'm going to create my job. And so I started my business and literally a month after I opened the LLC, I got an offer. So I focused on that because um, at the time it was paying the bills. I was very grateful for that. Um, and then luckily a year later, there was a pandemic and I still had a full-time job um, because being a wedding planner in 2020 was really hard. But yeah, that was how I got into it was that I had this idea. And then when my friend started it, it was just something that I was like, oh, this is cool. I felt really passionate about it. And then I started my own business in 2018. And uh, it's been a crazy few years. I love that. And how many weddings have you planned? Last year, I did 15, which was a lot with a full-time job as well and a dog and a social life. Um, so I did 15. And then the year before that was, I would say like 24. For wonder wow. belt, yeah, with a full time job, with a full time job and a pandemic, <laughs> incredible! Wow, I mean, I can't imagine being a wedding planner through the pandemic. And we were talking about fields where, as women, fields like in careers yeah. where yep. we are just disrespected because we're women, and I hate this whole like you know, we hate men thing. Cause that's not where this is going. We don't no. hate men. We just, the reality is as women are treated differently in business. hundred yes, percent. I mean, it's proof in the wage gap and many other instances that we've read about and seen and heard mm -hmm. about. But now I always thought wedding planning is beautiful. It's fun. And yes, you have drama with the families, 
<laughs> and, you know, you get to the nitty gritty of it, which was what we were talking about, because we saw a few other wedding planners talk about their experience and almost wanting to quit. You think of wedding planning as a fun job, a sexy job, mm-hmm. it's glamorous. That's not the case at all. And I think that's what I want to talk about today, because yep. you're a wedding planner and we've talked, you know, in length about certain experiences you have, but you got into wedding planning and now you're in it. But as a woman in wedding planning, what are some of the things you've experienced that we talked about? You know, for example, just being disrespected. Ooh, girl, this could, (laughs) we could have four podcast episodes about this. Um, But you, like you said, everyone thinks it's like very glamorous that, oh, it's great. You get to plan all these great events. You get to go all these, get to go to all these like cool places and things like that, which yes, it is awesome. The hours are long. The, the attitude and disrespect dealing with people is, is a whole other ball game. And I think specifically dealing with South Asian families and vendors has been particularly difficult. There have been like, Anywhere from the parents to the guests to the groomsmen to the other vendors, it's it's truly like a spectrum of you know disrespect. And you would think that like none of those people have anything to do with me. Why are they you know involved? And so there comes a point because I work with my couples. My couples have always been so sweet, and we have a great time and a great relationship. And I always tell them before we even get into our planning that this is a relationship similar to the one that you're entering with your partner. That's also how our relationship has to be. Because if you don't trust your wedding planner, you're not really going to get much done because you're always going to be questioning what they're doing. If they're, you know, trying to like two time you or anything like that. So like, if you don't have trust between your vendors and yourself and like as a couple, you're not going to get anywhere. That's thing one. That's just general, like best practice. And so for me dealing with men and especially before the show, it was one thing. And then after the show was a completely different ball game. Cause now people feel like they can come up to me. And yes, people are say, say hi and, and they're really nice, but they want to take selfies or they want to have a conversation. I'm like, I'm so sorry. I'm working right now. I'm not here to take anything away from my couple. So that was like a whole other layer of visibility that I had to really manage, like going into other people's weddings. But, you know, people, aunties, uncles, kid, you know, people our age coming up to me like, so are you single? Do you want to meet this guy over here? Oh, oh my God. To, like, Typical like brown people. Just, you're the yeah. planner, but you're still single at the wedding and it doesn't matter. So they're like, when are you getting married? Or do you need us to set you up? And yeah. it's like, yeah. I'm actually here uh, planning the Work. event. Yes. <laughs> so that's like from the guest perspective, usually. Or it's the groomsman who's like trying to hit on me as we're like, you know, doing something. And then from like a vendor perspective, I've had vendors texting me at all hours of the night. Oh, I think you're really sexy. Let's go out. Oh, this. Oh, that. Like, we let's talk about this over dinner. And it's like, dude, I'm just here to like make sure this wedding goes off on time. Like, I make it a point as much as it like to really draw that hard line in like the sand of like, if you want to take me, text me outside of like that working time and be like, Hey, you know, I 
let's, you know, go to dinner. I'd love to take you out, whatever. That's like a whole separate thing, but don't do it while we're working. Like that's so unprofessional. Like I hate that. Then there are vendors who refuse to talk to me because I'm a woman. There, some of the like caterers specifically are just kind of these old uncles. And I always, always, always make sure I have at least one guy who's working a wedding with us only because some vendors truly will not talk to me. They'll be like, oh, where's the owner? I'm like, I am the owner. Right. And they'll be like, oh no, I want to talk to him. And will truly like literally refuse to talk to me. Or if I... He's your employee. Correct. he's going to ask you anyway. Exactly. (laughs) I literally stand there. He'll talk to him. And then the the guy will look at me and be like, what should I say? And then I answer the question. So that's like another thing. But then the biggest pain point I've had is dealing with parents, which is truly the unfortunate part of this whole thing is that we get hired and I meet the parents. I make it a point to always have a family meeting before with both sides of the family. I say, bring whoever you want, bring your auntie, uncle, cousins, grandma, whoever, anybody that's going to be involved in this way. If they want to come to this final family meeting, let's do that. We review the schedule. We talk about expectations. We talk about how the day is going to go, like, et cetera, et cetera, just so I can like have a little bit of an easier day. And on the day of, it's always the parents who give me, most of the time, give me like the hardest time. We've been called the help. We've been yelled at. We have been shouted. Like literally one of my girls has come home crying during the pandemic. I did a wedding and this uncle yelled at us so badly. Well, I say us, it's yelled at me. And I was like, I don't even know what to do. I came home and contemplating literally and closing my business a year and a half after I opened it during a pandemic. And I was like, you know, I'm not going to let this one guy ruin it. And so when that same couple approached me for last year to do their wedding reception, I was like, I was nervous to say yes, because I knew I was going to have to deal with that dad again. And we went into the meetings, everything was fine. I was like, okay, now they know me a little bit more. Hopefully things will be better. Um, And I was trying so hard to be on top of it. We walk into the cocktail hour and I went to say hi to one of their cousins because I knew them from doing other weddings. And uh, so I was just saying hello. And the father comes up to me in the middle of the cocktail hour in front of all of the guests and is like, what is going yelling at me? What is happening in there? And I was like, what's wrong? I said, let's go inside. We can talk about this inside. Takes me inside yelling at me about the floor plan. And I was like, I, this is the floor plan that I have. It is laid out properly according to the floor plan. I said, plus I was like, they're doing the floor plan. So I pointed to the the venue because they were, um, they got the tables from them. Goes over to the man who works at the venue and is like, oh, can you just switch this table? I'm not mad at you. It's not a big deal. Meanwhile, he's yelling at me. And I was like, oh my God, that we got through the wedding. It was fine. He yelled at me another time after that too, the same night about moving. He mislabeled the table. So I got yelled at to go move people, move an entire table and swap it with another table because he did an error, but I had to get the brunt of it, right? So we go home the week after one of the guys from my team who did that wedding with me came over and he was telling my mom, he's like, you know, I knew that people like 
yelled at Nadia and that disrespect for women was like a thing and, you know, whatever. But he's like, I never knew how bad it was until I actually like started doing events with Nadia and he started working more closely with me. And he would literally see and hear how people spoke to me. And he was like, I don't know how you still like put on a nice face for these people. And it's truly something like I've, I've had many a therapy session about it. And there's just this kind of like distrust for men. And it's just stemmed from like years of, you know, not having like the best relationship with my dad and whatever. And then that leading to like me not trusting men and then being yelled at by these uncles. And it's like, Yes. How much more is one going to take before you, before you just crack? Cause you can't talk back to them. Right. Like you are the help essentially, but it's like, you know, and navigating the world of dating in today's times. And then you are the wedding planner. And I think we've all been guilty of this. There are certain careers like, you know, in the restaurant industry or in wedding planning where these are service industries, mm-hmm. service oriented businesses. And I've been guilty of it too, where you expect these people to just basically do everything for you, but that's not what they're there for. Like you're there to plan the wedding and make sure that it goes off without running smoothly. You're yep. not there to get yelled at. You're not there to be a therapist. You're not there to be a mediator or like, you know talk down the family from fighting. And I'm sure a lot of Mm -hmm. other crazy stuff that happens during wedding planning. And I think that's a bigger conversation is, you know, what is the expectation in these industries? And there's only so much a person can take, you know, and it's a sad truth. I think I've said it before on the podcast. It's not something that's politically correct, but I always say, There are good days and bad days. I embrace my culture. I love who I am. I love my culture. But there are days, Nadia, I'm with you. And I say, I hate it here as a brown woman. I hate it here. I'm having a good day today. So I feel bad saying that. (laughs) But, But there are days I hate it here. And unfortunately, we are part of a patriarchal culture. And so this is part of the stuff you deal with. And I think the problem is also the women that raised these men, Uh the parenting, correct? you know, so that's a whole, just like, oh yeah. Like I said, (laughs) podcast on mama's boys, but you know, it's unfortunate to me and you're not the only one, you know, a few wedding planners have come out and that's how me and you started this discussion, you know, you're getting used and abused and it's not okay. And, you know, my concern is I don't want you to give this up because of this, you know, like you are an amazing wedding planner and people want to use you, but you yourself, because of this, we were talking have decided to cut back on wedding planning because there's only so much you can take and you have a full-time job and who wants to deal with this stuff? Yeah. I mean, the goal was always to be able to quit my job and to do planning full-time. But honestly, this, like after last year, I was like, all right, now it's time to like, I need to make a decision of what I'm going to do. And for me, it was exactly what I was like, I'm going to cut back because there's only so much 
emotional abuse like one can take. And like, oh, also the unwarranted touching. Can we just like talk about that too? Another issue. Like so many people want to hug me and, you know, touch. And then it's like, you don't get to touch me. Right. Like, oh, can I take a picture with you? And like, it's no, my small of my back is not there. That's my ass. Like, or like, oh, vendors don't need to be touching other vendors. That's like a whole other thing, right? Like the touching is a no, but yeah, it's, it's just generations of like, like you said, patriarchal. Or, um, or people have this assumption that you're a public figure of some sort and therefore you don't care or you're okay with that. And it's actually, no, like it doesn't matter who you are No, touching people, you know, right. Or hugging and people. That's a whole other layer of it too, was that I was so worried once the show came out to then be doing weddings because I was like, are people now scrutinizing every single thing I do because are they going to say like, oh, if one thing goes wrong at this wedding, oh, it was Nadia's fault. Nadia doesn't know how to do her job. Nadia, this, Nadia. So I was even more cautious about what I was doing, how I was acting, what I wore, what I, you know, every, every single little thing, because it's like, I don't want anyone saying that I am not competent or able to right. do my job in any way for any little reason. And so, um, cause you know, brown people will find one thing, harp on it, and then that's yeah. going to be the end. And so, yeah, I mean, this year I've severely cut back and it breaks my heart that like, that I want to do more. And I love working with couples. I actually love planning weddings aside from the long hours and the yeah. long days, and the, the stress. It's actually really fun. And I enjoy all of it. I just can't like, I think during COVID people like forgot what manners were or forgot how to deal with people. And I just can't like, There's I just can't. So much you can take. Yes. Yeah. Only so much you can take. And I am hoping the tide turns for you. And because I think that's where you shine. I think the Netflix, all of that's great, but I feel like wedding planning is where it's at for you. And hopefully, you know, you get a wedding planning spinoff, you know, how lovely would that be? That would be so much fun. That would be something Um, I could see for you, you know, like you are a wedding planner and who doesn't want to see a fabulous South Asian wedding, you know? Right. There's all of the drama and the family. Right. (laughs) (laughs) That's like the next Bravo spinoff is like wedding. Or Netflix. Netflix. Yeah. I would pitch yourself. You could pitch yourself, be on Netflix, be like, look, I'm a wedding planner. Help me, you know, like here's the drama. Here's the the tea. Here's the tea, Netflix. But I have you in my thoughts. But we're going to move on to the second half of our original conversation on the phone. We had our moment. We come from a patriarchal culture. We don't hate men, but this is the reality (laughs) of what you're going through in wedding planning, along with a lot of other wedding planners who aren't also just, you know, brown, uh, just women. Women Just in women. industries, you know, and not even all vendors, all vendors, <laughs> all yeah. vendors in this industry. And I mean, in any industry, like you said, many other fields right. um, experience this as well, but it's actually 
so sad that like in weddings, days that are supposed to be filled with so much love and celebration are then like masked by these like terrible things that are happening behind the scenes. Right. And we want to bring awareness to that, but we also want to talk about the fun part and there Mm -hmm. is a fun part and me and you discussed this and I uh, went to a big wedding this weekend. We won't name names. I've caused enough damage in the past with my words. So basically (laughs) I will say this zero fucks. God bless people who get married on the beach. I'm done with South Asian, Indian, brown people getting married on the beach at noon. It's fucking hot. We have to wear armor. Like South Asian clothing is armor. Yes. Stop doing it. It's not cute. It's not fun. I don't want to be at your beach wedding. Having said that, my mom would tell me everyone is allowed to have their wedding wherever they want. Guess what? I've been at non-Indian weddings, non-South Asian weddings where I've been at the beach and it's been miserable. You know, I I just do. I get it. It's gorgeous in pictures, but the guests are suffering. (laughs) (laughs) The guests are suffering. Bride and groom is suffering too. You think sitting around and walking around that fire with the sun beating down on you, wearing eight layers of Alinga and like, you know, four dupattas and then your jewelry. And then you're like walking around the fire, like, sweating your ass off yeah and dupattas for those of you listening who aren't south asian or brown like dupattas and langas are basically just more articles of clothing that we're unnecessarily adding to already like a hundred pounds of clothing imagine going to the beach in an armor to sit and watch (laughs) a wedding that's that's south asian clothing and it's gorgeous and it's fun and you feel like a princess but it's not cute under those clothes like what's happening under there is nothing close to fun now what is your dream wedding I want snow and mountains wow I think there is nothing more romantic than like looking out and seeing like from wherever my reception is like looking out and seeing just like mountains in the background and then taking my pictures like my wedding photos Outside, like having my, I don't want to wear a red linga, so I'm not even going to say that, but just okay. my wedding linga outside and like, it's just snowing all around us and there's just like all white and then like that pop of whatever color I'm wearing. Yeah. And that is my dream. I love that. And I'm not knocking the beach weddings, period. I'm just saying, stop getting married on the beach if it's, 95 degrees or more right I'll like new 80 the best time i'll accept 80 degrees i'm from miami oh, right i'll accept 80 but these people are getting married you know i'm talking we're dripping yeah oh you yeah know? or at dusk or at right. dawn like a little <laughs> sunset wedding sunset sunrise moment. i'll wake up yeah, yeah. <laughs> But, you know, it seems to be a trend. Everyone's getting married on the beach. Yes, I think um, with COVID has driven everyone to the destination. Outdoors. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I want I want mountains and I want snow. Yeah. And I I also just want a reception. I don't want a Hindu wedding, like whole Hindu ceremony because nobody really cares. Um, um, For those people who don't know, a Hindu ceremony is actually like four hours long. And even the condensed version is 
two hours long. And you're literally just sitting there listening to prayers that are holy and sacred, but no one knows what's actually happening. Yeah. I've been to family weddings, friends' weddings, and I love weddings. So I'm sitting there like, like what's happening and everyone's talking everyone's getting up and obviously being a planner you see weddings all the time and so you just see people talking I've had to go around and shush people I've asked people to leave I've asked people like if you want to talk go outside like just text each other like you don't have to talk but yeah why am I gonna try and sit there and spend this special moment if you don't want to be there with me to see me get married and celebrate that moment. Like, I don't need you there. Um, and like, I'll just get married in private, like my immediate family and like my close friends. And then I'll just throw a big party. That's kind of what I'm already planning to do. If I don't just elope, if I ever find a man, let's put it that way. (laughs) And you'll find an amazing man. But we talked about that, that I used to want that huge princess Indian South Asian wedding, but now might just elope, might sign court papers and go have pizza. But if it were up to me today, my dream wedding would be super bougie, uh, super unrealistic, but I would like to copy Deepika and Ranveer, who are two huge Bollywood stars and do the whole Lake Como wedding Mm -hmm. and that whole thing. But yeah, no one's doing that for me. Okay, well, I'm friends with their videographer. So when you're okay. ready, I have him on deck. I okay. did a wedding with him. My first wedding ever was with him, um, Vishal from The Wedding Filmer. And he's done like all of Bollywood. So uh, girl, when you're ready, I got him on deck for you. Well, someone, I'm there for you someone has to pay for it. And it's no one I know. So I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I don't know how the Lake Como dream will happen, but we're manifesting your snow wedding and my Lake Como wedding. Yes. But but also this whole thing of wedding planning too, with all the vendors. And it's like, I feel like people don't want to pay, pay for service either. And the haggling and the bargaining and the asking for discounts. And it's like, you're putting your blood and sweat and tears into this and it's your time and it's pay people. Everyone needs to eat. Stop squeezing people or thinking you're smart with your negotiation Someone's got a family. Someone's got bills to pay. Just be fair. And let's just start paying people what, you know, is deserved. And you pay for what you get. Like, I know vendors who are more expensive than me. And I know vendors who are less expensive than me. And let me tell you, the vendors who are less expensive than me, you don't want to know what I've heard. Like, people, like, you pay your vendors and they they charge you the rates they charge you because they're there for a reason. Like no one's going to charge you 50K and then be like, not show up. You know what I mean? So it's like, they're going to be there every second of the day, but you get for what you pay for. So I guess for this podcast episode with Nadia, you may have not known all of this about her because I especially didn't. And so I want to thank you for taking the time to be here because you're actually planning weddings right now and you're swamped. Mm-hmm. And I think I spoke to you at about midnight or 1230 yeah. a.m. and you weren't going to sleep anytime soon. And I actually scheduled that call to speak to you because that was the only time you were available. And it blew <laughs> my mind. I don't know how you're functioning, but have compassion, have empathy. The next time you're working with someone 
who's offering you a service, you know, just be mindful that that's their time. And, you know, they're trying to do their best as well. And not everything is in their control. Some things are out of your control. Like you don't have control over the venue placing the seating, even though you've given them the floor plan and everything. I had the floor plan and it was laid out to the floor plan that I had. So yeah. I mean, look, every, your vendors are there to make your life easier and you choose your vendors. Like I said, it's a relationship that you're entering with your vendors just as you're entering with your partner. So if you don't trust your vendors, don't hire them. Right. And before you leave, what is probably the most beautiful or your favorite wedding that you planned? Oof. We did a wedding at the Mandarin Oriental in New York and we shut down Columbus Circle for a bar up. And that wow. wedding was like pretty intimate. I want to say maybe 150 was the guest count, which is really small for a South Asian wedding. Except the Mandarin Oriental is like $1,000 per head. And by the okay. way, Indian billionaire, <laughs> the Indian billionaire um, Anil Ambani or Mukesh Ambani just bought the Mandarin Oriental, yes. so it's Indian owned now. But yeah, uh, that would be my dream wedding, probably at the Mandarin yeah. Oriental in New York. And so, I'm sure yeah. they had coin to shut down Columbus Circle. <laughs> it was, um, it was so beautiful. The couple was so sweet. I'm actually like very good friends with them now, um, and we like hang out outside of you know, obviously their wedding's been done and, and it's, you know, been great, but, um, it's weddings like that, where like you really build that connection and like, you know, we had a great time, the, you know, leading up to the wedding, we had all of our meetings, they trusted me, their families trusted us. And it was just so easy and it was beautiful. And I mean, New York city in June in, you know, the summer, it was so perfect. Yeah. So I would say that was probably, um, one of my favorites. There are a few others that, that definitely, um, are pretty high up there, but that one was just so stunning. That sounds magical. And, you know, thank you so much for your time and you can, uh, let us know where we can find you on Instagram and the name of your company or the website before you leave. Um, you can follow me at Nadia Jagasar and my business is called Euphoria Events. That's at Euphoria Events NJ because it's New Jersey, not Nadia Jagasar, but um, <laughs> at Euphoria Events NJ. Um, and uh, that's, you know, if you need any help, happy to always help answer questions to guide people. Like I said, I love what I do. I just can't deal with the disrespect. So don't bring that energy to me in 2022. But yeah, thank you so much for having me on. I'm so glad we were able to do this. Same because I waited like six months for you. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for coming on and everyone take care. Thank you for listening. Bye Nadia. Bye. Thank you so much for sipping the chai with me this week. If you like the show, remember to rate, review, and subscribe. You can also find me on Instagram at Anish Ramakrishna. I would love to hear from you. Join me next week for more chai. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, 
Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Thank you so much for sipping the chai with me this week. If you like the show, remember to rate, review, and subscribe. You can also find me on Instagram at Anish Ramakrishna. I would love to hear from you. Join me next week for more chai.